What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. It's Weird Islanders, the podcast, back once again. My name is Dan. That is Mike. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Mike? I am uh, I'm great. We're, we're getting pretty, uh, pretty close to the start of the season when we're recording this, and we're about to talk about uh, a player and a season that we kind of men- mentioned on the, peripheral, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the periphery of, of Weird Islanders and Islanders anxiety. Like, we, we, we touch our toes into the season but it this is one of those seasons one of those rosters one of those teams where it kind of felt like the islanders just didn't play in the nhl like <laughs> they're just in their own kind of competition and i think if you asked any uh other fans off the island if they how many islanders they could name from this team hmm. over under would maybe set a three and a half hmm. uh, because a lot like this is a roster of of weird islanders i think if by the we we have a very exhaustive list on uh that we keep and i think if we counted them up and went team by team this one might have the most weird islanders uh, so this might be pound for pound the weirdest <laughs> hopefully not the weirdest team but it's, it might be the in terms of our podcast pound for pound weirdest islanders team so i'm excited yeah. to dive into this guy uh who who also comes with a uh a sidekick to talk about as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, not not the weirdest team the Islanders have had, but definitely packed the most with with weird Islanders. And yeah, we we should say off the top that this is an episode that deals very much with uh, the current events of the day, uh, being just a little bit before the season starts. How relevant this is once it airs uh, remains to be seen, but it'll still be a fun conversation because we have a great guest. You know him as the founder of the Gotham Sports Network the host of the New York Giants weekly podcast. You may know him from his Obstructed Views pod about the Islanders or from Twitter, where he is the only NHL insider that matters and the only man to be trusted. His name is Ethan. Ethan, how are you? I'm great. That was a fantastic introduction. And I already have many, many thoughts on some of the things that were just (laughs) said leading up to my introduction. Well, that's I want to get to because you're you're a big Giants fan. Obviously, you're a Giants podcaster for a long time. You cover the Giants. I'm sure you've been asked this question and have answered this question before, but I'm just going to throw it to you right now. If you had to compare Giants quarterback Daniel Jones to an Islander, past or present, 
Who is the first Islander that comes to mind when you think about Daniel Jones? Oh, man. Very unfortunately, and this is just like I, I've never thought about it in this context before, shockingly. Um, my NFL comparison has always been Ryan Tannehill on the Miami Dolphins before he got traded to the Titans. Mm-hmm. I mean, gun to head without being able to think about it, Josh Bailey. You know, I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. right? Like, you know, right. first round draft pick, high expectations, right. never lived up to it. You hope he sort of gets to that point where you don't hate him anymore, where he's productive, <laughs> where he's productive enough, given right. the draft capital used on him. And then, you know, just slightly downhill for a few years until he's washed. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> gun to head. That's my, my quick yeah. answer. And he shows up in the playoffs, too. Yes, he did win a playoff game. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, uh, point point per game uh, playoff performer Josh Bailey, as he's known. Um, That's and one it. one thing I did want to bring up about mm. this player, who I will not name yet because mm. I don't know when is the appropriate time to name. Him. I will let you know. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, but on this roster was Bruno Gervais, mm-hmm. who when I was God, how old was I at this point? If if we're uh, so, I, I was. 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and I went to one of the Nassau Coliseum autograph signings where all the players sit in different sections and you go up and down and I'm going with my dad and I have many stories about this uh so I was I'm you know I'm a short king and when I played <laughs> hockey back in the day I wore 55 for Jason Blake and I we had gone to an autograph signing the day after they had just lost like seven or eight to one and Jason Blake could not have been a bigger asshole if he (laughs) if he tried he was clearly in a bad mood and didn't want to be there but the nicest guy that i spoke to who was on this roster Hmm. any guesses bruno gervais actually actually, i already said it um but bruno gervais (laughs) who gave me his last piece of bubble gum which i kept on my night table dresser for probably close to three to four years just in case he ever became famous and i could say i still had a piece of bruno gervais (laughs) bubble gum so that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Very, Bruno. very, very weird roster. Just top to yes. bottom looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, I might've been at that same thing. Cause uh, <laughs> I used I to go every year. The one that, uh, that the, me and my friends did this, but we had a, we printed out a picture of Bruno Gervais from his junior days with uh, a Cotty Bathurst. <laughs> and he was very surprised that we found that picture. He like, t- I tapped uh God, it might've been like, Brendan Witt? I don't know who he tapped on the show. There was like, look at this picture of me. And, and whoever it was was just like, it's cool, Bruno. <laughs> like, <it's> totally disinterested. <laughs> and he signed it. And it's probably still hanging up uh, in, in my childhood room in my parents' mm, house. But there you go. Yeah. Chef Bruno, man. He was always That's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's, He's a guy the, who unfortunately won't ever get an episode of this show because he played too many games. Yeah. But well, true. when we talk about weird islanders, like, he's got to be high on the list right yep yeah when we do cult cult heroes the yes. the, the, the next iteration of this there yeah. you go bruno will bruno will we'll bring ethan back to do the bruno episode Perfect. oh absolutely absolutely uh we'll, do, we'll set it up in a, one of those test kitchens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta get the chef uh, the whole chef yeah. kind of thing right going. but definitely definitely because uh, he's a man who, whose islanders tenure is definitely worth exploring but we're here to talk about one of his teammates on that very strange 2007, 2008 team, and then the, a little bit the following season too. And uh, we got a lot to get to. So Ethan, will you please reveal the subject of tonight's episode of Weird Islanders, the podcast? The Weird Islander of this episode is Mike Comrie. I mean, you, you, if you're listening to this, you know Mike Comrie, you know where we're going with this. Uh, yes. bef- <laughs> before we get too far into this, because we are going to talk a lot about him and his eventual wife slash ex-wife, reminder that we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. You get uh, for two bucks uh, a month or five bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes of this show, bonus podcasts, written posts, and who knows what else. So sign up today, patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Okay, so Ethan, uh, the first question is always, why Mike Comrie? Yeah, well, I don't know when this is going to come out, but for those who are <laughs> listening now, and I do want to preface this by saying, my can I say what my original pick was? Sure. Okay, so my original pick was Joshua Hosang because we are just coming out of the holiest stretch of the Jewish New Year, and as a member of the tribe, I wanted to do Joshua Hosang. Joshua Hosang was already reserved, which some might say is anti-Semitic. Not me. I'm not saying that. Some some might say that. I'm not saying that. Listen, some people might. It's not me. But going through the list, Mike Comrie stood out because of what is going on with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and what it was like as an Islander fan and as someone who was 
a young teen having Hillary Duff attending these games. <laughs> yes, it was very strange. I'm looking back at pictures. It's still very strange. Just know that <laughs> Hillary Duff sat in the dude. She was a she was a glass banger too. Yes. I mean, yeah. like she was into it. Definitely, definitely. There's a ton of pictures. Uh, some very awkward of her. Uh, you know, I mean, if if my spouse was getting smashed against the boards by a Philadelphia flyer, I wouldn't like it either. I'd probably be making some crazy faces too, but we're, we're definitely going to get into her and it's, we're definitely going to tie it back to the, the swift Kelsey romance, which again, hopefully by the time this comes out is still happening, but it'll definitely be something people remember because you can't escape it. Right now. But, uh, and there will be a Josh Hosang episode. I promise <laughs> one of our friends has already gotten dibs, but you have gotten dibs on, another player that we will reveal at some other time too. True. We'll be back on and we'll get to that too. But uh, before we get to my Comrie slash Hillary Duff, I, I want to talk about Comrie's uh, play before he actually came to the Islanders, because I think it's an important part of the story that we, I don't want to forget. I don't want to get kind of lost in the, the Hillary Duffness of this whole thing. <laughs> I don't, uh, we have to remember that Mike Comrie was a heck of a good player. <laughs> this guy a was very a good bummy. Player. He was yeah. really good. So, uh, you know, he was drafted by Edmonton, ended up getting signed with them as a free agent uh, because he left junior hockey to play. Uh, no, he left college to play in junior, which made him a free agent. So he ended up signing with Edmonton and we drafted him anyway. He's from Edmonton. His family's very rich. They found a, a big furniture store out there. And uh, his first couple of seasons with the Oilers were huge. He had a 33 goal season his second year in the league. He looked pretty good. He was a popular player, but he got into a contract dispute, almost was traded to Anaheim for Corey Perry. General manager Kevin Lowe demanded that he return some of his signing bonus, which <laughs> didn't sit well. <laughs> uh, this is a whole big thing. Ended up pulling the deal with Anaheim. He got traded to Philly. He was a flyer for about 20 games. Got traded to Phoenix because the Flyers needed a goalie. Wow, when does that ever happen, right? Uh, and played well again for the for the Coyotes for a while, too. Had another 30-goal season for them. Uh, ended up getting traded to Ottawa. Was on the Senators' Stanley Cup final team in 2007. And then eventually came to the Islanders. But I want to stop right here. So, so Ethan, you're, you're, were you familiar with Mike Comrie before he came to the Islanders? Like, was he a guy you had your eye on? I know you were young, but... Very you young. Yeah, too young to remember, honestly. <laughs> Right. Um, but his tenure, very memorable for me as an Islanders fan. And just going through his pre-Islanders history, yeah. one thing that stood out just looking at his numbers. By the way, I just learned that the Alberta Junior Hockey League was a thing. I have no idea if it's still a thing. <laughs> I sat next but, to someone in college who played for Olds Grizzlies of the wow. there you go. Junior, yeah, the AJHL. So, so he played in Kale McCarr played there, too. For like oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's why like um, people were a little skeptical if he, if he was going to make it. Right. Oh. Well, listen, if Mike Comrie's any proof. Then... I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so in his, in his last go. year for the St. Albert Saints of the AJHL, he put up 138 points yeah. in 58 games. And that's not even the most impressive number. He put up almost as many penalty minutes as he did points. He had 134 <laughs> penalty minutes wow. in his last year for the St. Albert Saints. So I think we can appropriately call him noted goon Mike Comrie. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Holy crap. But uh, yeah, no, he was a, he was a big time prospect. He went to Michigan for a couple of years and then again, played in the WHL, but he was now we got to remember too. These are the, the pre McDavid Oilers. So this was a different era of the yes. Oilers when they looked like they were never going to be good again. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, 33 goals, 60 points at, at the age of 21. He, I'm sure that many articles in the Edmonton Journal by people that are still writing for the journal today, <laughs> Mark Spector, Jim Matheson, uh, all these other guys, I'm sure they were fawning over the Edmonton kid who is now a star for the Oilers. <laughs> Mike, I, I, you, you were young at this time too, but like this was, we've talked about the yep. 2001, 2002 year with the Islanders being a formative season for you. I mean, do you have any recollection of kind of oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, oh yeah, do you really? <laughs> oh, so much. So, yeah. uh, so we always try to separate teams into eras. Mm. Uh, and most of the time, these eras are equated with good things. You know, the Tampa Bay Lightning currently are in like the John Cooper, Steven right. Stamkos, et cetera, era. There's the Kings dynasty. Um, the Islanders have had about 30 eras since the, <laughs> the dynasty. And right. this one in my mind is there's is is the mercenary era. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was just a revolving door of all these veterans coming in and out. And I'll, there's a bunch of things I'll never forget about Comrie. One was I, I was very excited to find him, uh, to sign him. Um, 
I was like, wow, that's a good move. I th- I'm pretty excited. The team's not just going to rebuild here. Uh, we're we're going to give it another shot. They this that's this signing led to um, one of the best pictures I think in Islander history, which is the most Long Island picture in Islander history uh, of Mike Comrie, Bill Guerin, Ruslan Fedotenko, and John Sim, of course. Yes, uh, standing on a bridge at like the Westbury Manor. It, it looks like <laughs> they look like four 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 best ma- uh, groomsmen at a at a wedding there. Like right. and and the uh, the the uh, groom was like, I'm such a big Islander fan, so I'm just gonna put all my groomsmen in an Islanders jersey, <laughs> and we're gonna go take some pictures by this bridge over. Mm. I'll find the picture. It's very easy to to track yeah, down if you just yeah. like, Google search those four guys' name together. Um, and it was the day that they named Bill yep. Garing captain at the uh, at the Westbury Manor, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a Long Island picture, and yeah. then Comrie gets shot out of a cannon this season. Like they yeah. played, Buff- they played Buffalo in a back to back. Points, yeah, yes. and you know this was pre Islanders being somewhat stable. Like there was no stability with the Islanders still at this point, uh, and, and nobody wanted to go to the game. So that home opener against the <laughs> Sabers, which they win, I'm there with my friends. We're sitting up in like the three thirty three era uh, area, um, and Gar Snow is sitting in his box wow and we have like a clear view of him you could we because there was nobody there we could basically have a conversation with him and Comrie's lighting it up and the crowd starts chanting mvp at him (laughs) and we're me and my friends are yelling at garth like this is your best move ever this is such like this guy's (laughs) great garth this is what he's gonna light it up the drop for Comrie. He moves it back. Henry scores! Mike Comrie. And that is his third goal as an Islander. And it gives the Islanders a 2-1 to lead. Aaron working defensively. Slides it up for the breaking Comrie. Mike Comrie darting to the net. A save by Miller. And with Miller down, Fedotenko gets it back. Center's Comrie. He scores! Comrie again! 3 to 1 New York. Back to back two goal games from Mike Comrie. He ends up leading the team in, in points that year. Yeah. With 49. Mm. And yeah. it's come on. Like he had six in the first two games and then he ends up with 49 and leading the team in points. <laughs> I was gonna, uh, but when you look down the roster, you're like, oh, that, that now I understand why a 49 point player ended up leading this I, team. I was going to say chanting, chanting MVP two games into the season is really, that's, that's a level of dedication you only get from certain fan bases. And the Islanders are definitely one of them because oh, it was yeah. great. Like we signed this guy and that's my point is like, this guy was a big deal. I mean, getting Bill Guerin was cool. He was a, an older guy. Obviously most people knew him from the devils. You know, Fedotenko was kind of cool. Uh, John Sim was John Sim, whatever. So like this season coming after the uh, 2006, 2007 season, of course, the famous Ryan Smith era we've talked about for the, the Ryan Smith era that ended last <laughs> yeah, the Ryan Smith era. Uh, the Wade Dubowitz era too, if you will. Um, you know, half of those guys left. Blake, you know, was an asshole to Ethan at a signing Max. and then just yep. left. <laughs> you know, you had to get the hell out of here. Smith left, obviously. A bunch of other guys left. They had to get a bunch of guys in, and they did pretty well, at least we thought. But yeah, that team didn't really work out. So uh, after the signing, and now he's on, he is with the Islanders. Ethan, what do you remember from Mike Comrie, New York Islander? Again, as Mike said, he, he led the team with in scoring with forty nine points, which is a pretty pathetic number to lead right. a team with scoring in. But you know, still twenty one goals, twenty eight assists. That's that's not a bad year. It's seven in seventy six games. You know, that's that's not a bad year. So I remember him pretty pretty vividly, kind of being a, a real catalyst for the offense. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that team had, I mean, some of like my childhood favorites, I mean, mm. Trent Hunter, Miroslav Shatan, yeah. yes. like, like this was, you know, for young Ethan, this was what I would have considered a fun team or like right. a more fun oh, team. And to add Mike Comrie to that was I mean, tremendous. I mean, it was, it was a good time. It was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. And, and they had, I mean, they had, some rock star defensemen too. Like when they signed big Andy Sutton, I was like, good God, <laughs> you want to, you want to play against a defense with Andy Sutton and Brendan Witt on the yeah. back end. Young like, Kyle Poso, young yeah, Franz. This is, yeah, like, right. this, this yeah, there was, was a DiPietro, like you, yeah, right. you'd expected a season, a good season from him. Uh, it my was, personal uh, favorite Richard Park. Yeah. Richard. Ah, Park. Yes. <laughs> coming, yeah. Favorite, this was yeah. this God coming off of that, that, that performance in, in the last regular season game the year before. And then, 
uh, he was he was pretty good, like yeah, in the next season as well. But um, yeah, this season this season just ended up kind of touching every little bit of like the fan roller coaster because they started out pretty well, like three and one. I, mm-hmm. I remember them beating the Rangers early on in the season mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I think maybe their third or fourth game, and uh, they the guys that they'd brought in, Comrie especially, were 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 playing well. Shatan was all right. Uh, they were doing like DiPietro had. <laughs> we can probably get to Rick's uh, season in a little bit, but like he was, he started really well. Um, and then I mean, he played 63 games that year, yeah. which for Rick is like a million might as well be right. So full season. Yeah. yeah as, far, exactly. as far as he's concerned. <laughs> and that, but like, and it was this weird kind of like, are we, are we handing the, the keys to this team to a, uh, to a new era here? Cause guys like Chris, like, and I'm saying they've been around, like they were around for one season, but we, we felt very endeared to guys like Chris Simon and wit and, cylinder and they start battling injuries and all of a sudden usually when you're handing the keys from one core to the other it's 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 a like a the oposo core to the brock nelson anders lee core it's not mike cylinder to and and richard park and andy hilbert handing the keys to mike comrie and joseph vasicek <laughs> like it's it was such a weird thing because that like none of these guys were homegrown none no. of them and right. over over three or four seasons the islanders just they chris campoli Bergenheim, who was like in and out, um, and Gervais, Como, like who who was coming in, uh, coming into his own at this time. Like the Islanders just had no homegrown guy. So we, the Islanders are known now for having the same identity since you know, 20, since Tavares left. I, I love that stability because at this time, we, our identity was the celebrity girlfriend of, of Mike Conley. <laughs> That's what we were known for. And, and like right. he's this and, revolving and, door of, of yeah. veterans coming right. in being like how the hell did i end up here and then leave it right right and then of course the second and final year of the ted nolan era yes one, right one another guy the eras of, of the islanders yeah yeah this was also the season in which they had the uh the al arbor uh game the, yep. uh, that you know right, got, right got another high season. point like yes that was this was the al arbor season basically they beat pittsburgh to get him the 1500th game and and a win there uh i think this is why you know like ethan we we're fans of trent hunter because at this time, and like you said, for a good, what, four or five years, he was the only homegrown Islander. He yep. was it, right? Like, he was the only guy who was like, hey, we got the, oh, but now actually, I think about it. No, wait, they traded for him. Never mind. Yeah, he wasn't even drafted yeah, by the team, but he was homegrown. Like, it was, yeah, kinda, it yeah. was, but it, that's the point. It's yeah, like it's Campoli and Hunter and yeah. and then, like, sprinkle in a little Franz and, and Oposo yeah. here and there and, and Como, but... And Rick, obviously. Rick, yeah, right, yeah. Rick, Rick uh, this is... Was Sean Bates on that team? Yeah, he played a couple games. Yes, um, played two like, games. Like another guy, like right. we're talking about a, a, a passing of the torch from the worst passing of the torch maybe in the history of sport <laughs> here, going on. For, when, you're, when you're talking about the, the guys that are... Uh, look out, Sean Bates' roster spot is about to be taken over by Jeremy Colleton and Drew Fada <laughs> is coming for Brendan Witt. Like, look out, yeah, boys. That's funny. Come on. Uh, this, uh, before we move on, this is, uh, this was also the season that one of my personal favorites of all time. I talk about all the time on anxiety and this show, Brian Burrard came back, yeah, he came back. many years away and, and, he, and, I was and so he was excited. great. He played fine. Yeah. yeah he was good like, this what, I don't know. Like this, this is why I don't think this season existed. Like, like <laughs> Burrard comes, Burrard comes back. I think he scored in his, on his first shot Something when like he came that, back yeah. and it was against the Rangers. And it was him and Mark Andre Bergeron. You're like, how is anyone ever going to stop this power play yeah. with those two <laughs> right. guys running it? <laughs> so as as we mentioned before Comrie has uh six points in his first two games as an islander both against the sabers he had two goals and an assist in each one which is absurd like that's that's insane uh petered out quite a bit to end up with only 49 <laughs> and obviously this team was not good they were in a playoff race for a little while uh and then lost 10 games in a row on the other you know which is bound to happen i guess um and then it was sort of looking like this was going to be a rebuilding situation where this mercenary thing had kind of gone as far as it was going to go. So Ted Nolan was let go. Scott Gordon was brought in. Some other guys were, were traded at the, uh, the end of the year. But Comrie signed a $4 million extension. He actually got a little bit of a raise. He was making 3.3 something the, year, the first year. Gets a $4 million extension to play. Uh, but he has offseason hip surgery. And he comes back a little too early. Not a great season, very hampered by injuries. He only plays 41 games. 
Uh, seven goals, 20 points. Far cry from the 49 points and 21 goals the year before. Omri battling his man. The puck came loose. Not back to the point to this stage. And when it did come back, it's straight. A little behind the back pass to wait. Doug Waite checks his options, feeds it down low. Aubrey puts it in. He scores his second of the afternoon. It is 2-1 Islanders on the... And eventually gets traded to Ottawa in an uh, important deal, traded back to Ottawa. But I, I don't want to get too far there because we're, we're missing out on the big reason that we're here, which is why Ethan picked Mike Conn. <laughs> so... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In 2007, uh, I guess probably around the time that, that he became an Islander, Mike Comrie started dating actress Hilary Duff. Now, Hilary Duff at the time was most famous for playing Lizzie McGuire. Uh, but now she was kind of like getting a recording career off the ground. She was starting in movies and other TV shows, but mainly she was kind of known as being Lizzie McGuire. So before we get too far, I got to ask you guys now I'm old, right? Like I'm, I'm super old. I'm, I'm by, I'm here. I'm like older than the two of you guys basically combined. So I go all the way back to Clarissa explains it all. My Hillary Duff was Melissa Joan Hart. By the time Hillary Duff came around, it was after my time and I wasn't paying attention for you guys was Hillary Duff. Like, a star like was she a big deal still is still still is but but like were you i mean and listen again i watch clarissa my daughter is 13 now she used to watch a lot of iCarly and victorious so i kind of ended up watching a lot of these shows again but so she was like a big star to you growing up from her nickelodeon show right oh huge disney 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 oh disney Disney. i'm sorry yeah yeah Yeah, she even had like i mean i feel like on disney channel and mike can correct me if i'm wrong here like you had to be like a Disney star to be doing those. I don't want to call them commercials, but like the let's watch a Disney yeah. channel movie. And then you do the thing with the, with the baton and you do the yeah. Disney logo. Like they you had to be that, a big, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> good to know. But yeah. like, I feel like you had to be a big star to be like in those, you know, I'll call them ads, even though they're not mm. really ads. Promos call them. Yeah. Yeah. Promo. I mean, she was doing them like, you yeah. know, Lizzie McGuire, Lizzie McGuire movie. Like she was yeah. like, she that hot thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Like you said, she started singing. Um, like I think in a, in a different time, she probably would be even bigger than she ended up like her ceiling was big big time. 
Yeah. And, well, this is pre Miley Cyrus and pre pre Twitter and yes, you know all that stuff. So you know, I couldn't. You couldn't tweet that you're watching the lizzie mcguire show <laughs> you, just watched, you just watched it and then the yeah. next day you went in and talked about it in school yeah that, yeah right. you pretended like you didn't watch it no, was, <laughs> or that yeah <laughs> yeah uh um but yeah she i mean it was she, she was big deal and yeah. um yeah she was everybody's middle school crush and right uh, we all kind of uh Maybe I'm, I still I'm, have a crush on her we mean yeah, yeah, speaking, <laughs> maybe i'm speaking out of turn here but i think right. there was a character called gordo Who's mm-hmm. kind of like the dweeb uh, that that ran yeah. with with Lizzie and uh, her friend Miranda and and we all thought like oh, I'm I, maybe I can be like you know the yeah. Gordo to her right Lizzie McGuire to to Lizzie McGuire's Lizzie McGuire um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah there was and and then she shows up yeah at Nassau Coliseum <laughs> when nobody nobody was going to games besides right. Ethan myself and uh, some other people we've had on yeah. the show and people who listen to the show and. Um, we, we, if we want to get into the store, st- some stories about her being there, I'm, I'm ready yeah, to go. Definitely. Uh, Cause at the same time, this was right around when Kevin Connolly was becoming oh. a, a thing too. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was, uh, an entourage and mm-hmm. I went to a game with my buddy Cody once and this is how great the Islanders are. <laughs> you heard so much about how like there was no luxury suites at Nassau Coliseum and how that was like a must have in, in whether it be the lighthouse project or now UBS arena and we need to mm. you know, set up these areas. So when you went to Islander games, there was that lower lobby kind of thing where if you sometimes the boat, sh- there would be a boat show going on during yes. an Islander game. And they'd be like, are you here for the boat show or the college, the college expo or the Islander game? You're like, Oh no, I'm here to see the thrashers beat the Islanders actually. Uh, <laughs> And so we were down in that lower lobby and who comes walking out of the doors of, uh, I guess it was either, it was either Doolin's or the blue line bar and grill at that time. And we're standing online thinking about what we're going to get to eat, but Kevin Connolly and, uh, Hillary Duff. Wow. And so we're super close to them, uh, right now, like, like 10 feet. And my buddy Cody like goes over and is like about to walk. He's walking over. He's braver than I am. And he's going to say something to them. Uh, and he was from the same town as Kevin Connolly, so he was gonna do that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as his, as his icebreaker. And I believe he did, and and he got cold shouldered by Oof. by the two of them big time. And they just continued their they just continued their walk Brutal. with their security guards, uh, you know, past where they would film the pregame show down there, mm. uh, and yeah. into the into the uh, the hallways where like media people would eat and stuff. Uh, but yeah, they. Uh, there's no luxury suites for them to like escape from no, from their seat to no. their from their seats. Yeah. So they were just there amongst the the boat show goers and and the freaks like me. Yeah, definitely a lot of pictures of Hillary Duff surrounded by lots and lots of empty seats, <laughs> which is probably how <laughs> she would have liked it. But yeah. Ethan, did you did you have any encounters like that with None. Hillary Duff at these games, or you were None. just sort of like looking around for her? Looking around. Yeah. <laughs> Although it is funny though because at um. When the Islanders were in Brooklyn, like my dad's, my dad's been a season ticket holder for 30 plus years, you know, all the arenas, whatever it is. Yeah. And his seats in Brooklyn were like a section over from where the wags sit. Okay. And pretty much every day leading up to this recording, all I've been thinking about is how weird it would have been to see Hillary Duff just yeah. in, in, <laughs> in the gaggle of wags all sitting yeah. together because she looks exactly like them. She's a blonde girl wearing designer and she would fit right in. But one other time, now that I think about it, th- there was a game where it was snowing. And so obviously, so a re- an already diminished crowd was even further diminished. Right. Uh, I got the okay for my parents to drive the car to go, which was, you know, thank you for that. Got to <laughs> risk your life when you want to see that, you know, <laughs> the right. Joseph Vasacek, Mike Sillinger Islanders <laughs> and their doors blown off by the Penguins. Right. Uh, and uh, so I go to the game and I think my, we, we just, they, they allowed everybody to move up because mm-hmm. of the snow. And Hillary Duff was very visible in, in where she was sitting. And so her section just ended up just getting absolutely pummeled with fans. And so it was just like, if I I got a, if I can't remember exactly the game it was, but I'm sure if you could find it on TV, uh, on, on like one of those YouTube channels, if you see one game where there's just one section that looks like they, they told everybody, please just sit in this section. Uh, it's that one. Cause everyone wanted to sit in the same section as, uh, as Hillary Duff for the That's game. awesome. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I God, the Coliseum was the best one back then when it was just like when nobody would go. <laughs> there were just no yeah. rules. Just yeah. walk in. 
<laughs> here's a ticket. Just right. please, just don't hurt anybody. Yeah. If you do, make sure they're not an Islander fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most important rule. Yeah, definitely. Because well, the, and the thing that made it so strange was that this is a person who was hugely famous at the time. Again, yep. a child star, now recording artist, now a young woman, obviously very beautiful. And they got and, married when she was only twenty-two. Yes, yeah, uh, and and so you know, here she is dating a, a, a hockey player that plays for the Islanders, like at that, this team at that, that version of the Coliseum. Too. Yeah, like, this right. version. Like, it was just so at odd. that time. That's like a a put you on the map type relationship, right? right. Yes. And uh, then and then yeah, you, then you go into the Nassau Coliseum. You go from one oak or wherever you were last night, and now you're, you're at Nassau Coliseum, <laughs> right, yeah. where, where going you got champions, like, yeah, <laughs> <Going to Marriott. laughs> People are asking you to sign their Daryl Bootland jersey. Yeah. And, and, and it's yeah, like, exactly. how many times did she get asked? What are you doing here? Like, yes, I know. Obviously, your boyfriend is playing for this team, but like, you could just watch them at home. You don't have to like be here right right but I, yeah I, I imagine like again this team was so bad and playing i mean your your description of them playing almost not even in the nhl is is totally apt because that's the way it felt like they're the rest of the nhl is going on and the islanders are just sort of like you know a wheel underneath this, this train <laughs> that's kind of rolling in the middle of everything else like it, it it almost became like i guarantee if we went back mike comrie would have 100 percent been more famous as the boyfriend of Disney star Hillary Duff than New York Islanders leading score, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's making these jokes now. Like, I don't know if you've seen these, the, the TikTok trends, you know, I'm hip, I'm cool. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> it's like all these significant others, female, just secretly recording their boyfriends going, oh, babe, do you, like, it's so cool that Taylor Swift really just helped put Travis Kelsey on the map and just watching the boyfriends just lose their mind. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah exactly. But that would have been absolutely the case if that relationship were to happen today between Mike Comrie and Hillary Duff. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, oh God. And I, I just, I wish, I wish now thinking back like this, that we had this, I mean, I, I don't wish this kind of society on anybody, but but the the, the, the TikTok and like viral society that we yeah. live in now, like if it, just for one second, I would love to go back and and have that at our disposal for this yeah. because. Oh, well, God. we're we're about to because I have an article pulled up, oh, about the divorce oh. of Mike Comrie and Hillary Duff. Not to jump ahead, but no, no, if we're talking was... about TMZ type stuff, right? This would have been front page news on yeah. TMZ and the New York Post if it were to have happened today. Definitely. I was going to say this isn't this is the beginning of the blog era because right. yeah. in doing research I found a lot of Puck Daddy articles and stuff like that. So like this was that era. We had gone from sort of Tumblr to the blogs, you know, getting posted every day and then the next step would be social media. But yeah, TMZ uh as I wrote in our notes here, it's never good when you're on TMZ. <laughs> and uh Mike uh Mike found himself there. And that's worse than playing for the Islanders in 2007, 2008 and looking yeah. what I'm seeing. But yeah, so so Comrie played again 2008. Uh, was It was a bit of a, a tough season for him. He was hurt. He ends up getting traded at the deadline or near the deadline back to Ottawa. Uh, and it was with Campoli for first round pick that somehow, some way ended up in the possession of the Anaheim Ducks who took with that pick one Kyle Palmieri, Smithtown native, who now plays for the Islanders. So how about that? So uh, funny how there's <laughs> there's multiple traded picks or like Kyle Palmieri related things that right. have just come full circle to him not being on the island. <laughs> it's strange. Oh, I forgot to mention before that when Comrie was traded from the Oilers to the Flyers, the Flyers traded a first round pick back to Edmonton. And that pick was used on another weird Islander we have talked about in this series. One Rob Shrimp. So there you go. It all you got. legend. Yeah. Shootout legend and and uh, a guy who uh, probably also could have dated a Disney star or two in his day. Um, but so I know exactly where I was when that trade went down. Oh, so the, this is when the Comrie Islanders and yeah. by extension, Hillary Duff Islanders era ended. So, all right, well, tell us the story. Like, where were you when this happened? Uh, so this was my freshman year of college, mm -hmm. uh, 2008, 2009. And I was online with uh, one of my roommates or soon to be roommates for my next year who I've t I think I've said before is was Chris Drury's brother-in-law mm. oh, and uh and so we're just sitting there like perusing tsn.ca and like I'm just refreshing it I'm like oh god the Islanders made a trade uh they traded Mike Comrie 
to the senators and Chris Campo Chris Campoli and Pomp uh and, and uh Comrie to the senators. Uh and he just looked at me, he's like, dude, Comrie's sick, right? And I was like, Well <laughs> <laughs> he was for like for, for yeah. a little while he was pretty sick. And yeah. uh he maybe maybe he gets your brother in law. But uh <laughs> th- this is uh yeah, and I just remembered that conversation and, and seeing that they traded Campoli, which I this this trade was it was kind of hard to swallow because Campoli was not to go off on a Chris Campoli episode here, but <laughs> he was only 24 at the yeah. time or so, like maybe 23. Very and he, he kind of became a talk, talk about not having homegrown guys. Like here's yeah. a homegrown player. There's some promise there. It was a cool story. Cause he was such a low draft pick, uh, ran, ran the power play. Um, and you're like, you know, I don't know if they should, I know they're, they're about, they're staring at a rebuild, but mm. having like, Campoli and Mark Streit as the kind of puck movers to build around Bruno Gervais cooking up the meals. This is we at least have like some sort of a semblance of a blue line. Um, and I just remember that being smacked in the face at that time that they're they're about to tear this thing down to the strips. Yeah. Like this is this is about to be a a true tank rebuild, and they end up doing exactly that. Um, where the Islanders are at now, and and last season and the season before that, people are talking about going full rebuild and and i just remember and i still kind of shirk back to this moment when they traded campoli and and comry and and these this deadline you know garen ends up getting traded which was fine like there are some other moves at the time that you're like this this is going we know where this is we're heading here just that hopelessness of thinking not only does the rest of this year not matter but next year doesn't really matter and like the year after that we won't be good and the year after that we probably won't be good it just just (laughs) kind of coming to grips with all that because right. Chris Campoli and, and Mike Comrie got traded. And of course we got to tip our cap and, and say, poor Dean McAmond. Like, yeah. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Talking about the throw in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was not good. But uh, Ethan, do, do you remember what your thoughts were at the time of this trade? Uh, I mean, you spent a lot of time watching Comrie play. Were you more upset at losing the Islanders, losing Comrie and like kind of initiating a rebuild, like Mike said, or were you, more upset that Hillary Duff wasn't going to be at NASA Coliseum anymore. <laughs> Definitely more upset about Hillary Duff. No, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think I had like the same realization as Mike, like, right. okay, like this is it. Like I had known pretty much, you know, I'm born 1993. I, I had known no good hockey my yeah. entire life. And, you know, you start off his tenure super hot and think, Oh, you know, this could be something. And, you know, I'm young and naive and it turned out to be very, very wrong. <laughs> and it's just all right. I guess this is going to be my fandom as an Islander fan. Just constantly yep. bad teams, yeah, constantly exactly. building. Yeah, just total darkness. Coming yeah. coming to grips with that was again like because because we had some middling success right. a couple seasons before this um, with the the Dublowitz miracle and then mm. the three seasons going into the uh, into the lockout. Of course, we made it all the way to the first round three times in a row. <laughs> Um, like hey, one of those that series was, was good yeah <laughs> exactly other, like we're, we're like we're, I, I you you kind of got teased a little bit and, and you yeah. dad you talked about my formidable like the, the year that really brought me into the the mm-hmm. island uh was that 2001-02 team and uh this is not that far off from the far removed no. from that it's only like <laughs> seven or eight years so going from that high which wasn't even really high when you look at it in terms of like rational hockey fans to to this in being like I, i'm gonna have to sit through another decade because that's all you know, I, I was three in 93 so i didn't really know any good teams i'm gonna have to sit through another decade where they just don't make yeah. the playoffs and pretty not much that Con- trading Comrie was the the thing that did it but just knowing that they're tearing this thing sh- so down to the studs mm-hmm. um and uh it ended up with them of course you know drafting first in the next yeah draft but whatever uh <laughs> By the way, Mark Streit led this team in scoring <laughs> with, with, with 56 points. I mean, I've said many times Mark Streit is one of my favorite players oh, in Islanders history because he put up unbelievable seasons on a team literally nobody watched. Like you, the three of us are three of what, maybe a thousand people on earth that have spent any time watching this team at all. And I saw Mark Streit do things that I never thought I would ever see anybody do on one of the worst teams ever so it was really remarkable and, and Mike Camry was a part of that too which is funny because like you don't think of those two Strite was around for the uh, the playoff years with Tavares and all that and that crew yep. 
I didn't realize that, you know, he was on a team with Mike Comrie. Like, it seems like it's such a weird out of time season era for so many reasons that it's almost like, man. He played with, he played with Josh Bailey. He played with Nielsen. Like, yeah. He played with Rob that, that, that season. I talked about the, the season before this one yeah. uh, where this one that was the real bottoming out, but the season before this one was also when they, they traded for Rob Davison and he showed up in the middle of the game. Cause like his, all his shit got delayed. And then a couple <laughs> days later he scored that like 200 foot goal uh, against Vesa Toscala. Like, like yeah. that season, just at least there was some carnivalness to it. This yeah. one, it was just, this team was just like a husk of a team. Yeah. They definitely played this team definitely existed in the NHL cuz they were <laughs> they were so so bad uh that season. And yeah. That, it was like I said it was my freshman year of college so like I uh I would like watch the streams on my computer and just watch poor mm. like Josh Bailey get absolutely pantsed and yeah. Scott Gordon's go-go system with team with with these players. It was just such a what a Very mess strange. and the goaltending was yeah. Joey McDonald and Jan Denis. <laughs> this is like a whole team of weird Islanders, but yeah. So, so that trade brought the, the era of Mike Comrie and Hillary Duff and the Islanders to a close. Yeah. Mike Comrie ended his Islanders career, 117 games played a little more than usual here on weird Islanders, but uh, he was definitely a weird Islander for all the reasons we've mentioned so far. Uh, 28 goals, 41 assists, pretty nice. 69 points total. That's a pretty good run for a season and a half. And, you know, again, we, we have to focus on, on her for a second because she, you know, at all those times at these games, she was not just kind of sitting there trying to avoid eye contact. She was really into it. Like she would take pictures with fans occasionally. She would sit by the glass. She would get kind of worked up with, with what was happening. So respect to Hillary Duff for, <laughs> for being that way. So after he left Ottawa, he signed again with Edmonton. He had 13 goals for the Oilers in 2009, 2010. but. That lasted a year. He signed with Pittsburgh uh, in 2010. Uh, that was when he and Duff got married. Uh, they had a son in 2012. He retired uh, back in 2012, uh, having played poorly. His time with Pittsburgh only lasted 21 games. He only scored one goal. He did, however, score in the preseason in the first ever goal inside console energy center. So there's a fun fact for you. Uh, he also <laughs> scored the last goal in Phillips arena uh, before the thrashers moved to Winnipeg. So that was cool. And um, yeah, so that was the end of his playing career, but the beginning of his uh, married life uh, as the, the husband of uh, former Disney star, Hillary Duff, who again was at this point, you know, working actress. I know a lot of people might be thinking like, Oh, what's she been doing this whole time? Dude, she has worked nonstop this entire time. She's been on a ton of shows. She's done a bunch of movies. She's been on that show Younger for a long time. She was on that How I Met Your Father uh, uh, show on on Hulu that lasted for a little while. So she has never stopped working, whether nope. you watched it or not, uh, whereas Mike Comrie very much stopped working. Uh, <laughs> however, the uh, the marriage didn't last very long. They got divorced in, in 2016. Uh, they co-parent their son and apparently are, are good friends, but... Uh, yeah, it did not last, much like the marriage no. of Mike Comrie and the Islanders. So so where does that leave us with, with Mike Comrie and Hilary Duff? What do we think their place is in Islanders history? Uh, I mean, Ethan, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Like, this, is, this was a big, this was a very strange era, but one that, I mean, the three of us remember pretty well. Like, yeah. what, what do we think their legacy is as far as, like, Islanders players slash celebrity uh, fans go? Well, let's let's I, w- I want to read some marriage facts first. Sure. So they actually got married in the same place that where JFK and Jackie O honeymoon. Wow. Oh, how about that? So talk about status. <laughs> I want to touch on the divorce a little bit because I did not know these details until I started researching for mm-hmm. this episode. Um, so they were separated for two years prior to divorce. And this incident that happened uh, at Mastro's in Beverly Hills was the final straw. And Hillary Duff filed for divorce the next day. This is according to the Daily Mail. Comrie's booze-soaked antics at an L.A. restaurant would be enough for any woman to burn his wardrobe on the lawn. An anonymous staffer at Mastro's Steakhouse in Beverly Hills told the outlet Mike was clearly already tipsy when he arrived. He was already slurring his speech a bit and walking funny, and it was only 9 p.m. I watched him as he blatantly and repeatedly hit on his waitress, the source added. She handled it well, remaining kind and professional. 
but Mike just wouldn't let up with the flirting. It became a bit creepy. As the night rolled on, the waitress reportedly told the former hockey star that she wasn't available, but he allegedly insisted that he would wait for her shift to end. According to the server, (laughs) his focus eventually shifted to another woman sitting at the bar with her date. I heard him say to her, I saw you making eyes at me. Do you like what you see? She said, claiming Comrie pulled out hundreds of dollars and asked, how much do you want? How much for sex? Name your price. Yikes. Yikes. Huge yikes. yikes. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, so divorce. Yeah. That, divorce, yeah, that adds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that but, all makes a lot of sense. But anyway, to answer your question <laughs> in terms of Islanders couples, I'll mm. say, you know, the, it's of recent memory, the couple that and it doesn't really stack up in terms of, you know, wag fame or anything like that. But Matt and Sidney Martin, because yes. of the boomer connection, who congratulations to Boomer, who was just inducted into the Bengals ring of honor the other evening. Um, I mean, how the hell did that take until 2023 to happen? Shocking. Like, uh, like if you, if you, I mean, I don't know if I yeah. think of the Bengals, if I think of five Bengals, one of them is going to be Boomer size. Uh, right. Like, anyway. who else, like who else is that? Carson Palmer. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Andy Dalton, come on. Like it's yeah. such a low hanging fruit, <laughs> low bar, but yeah. So, I mean, just in terms of couples, like them, you know, my, I mean, my wife is obsessed with the wags, you know, she follows mm. them all on Instagram. Sydney is undoubtedly her favorite. Oh yeah. You know, loves her style, loves her brand and, and all that fun stuff. And then obviously there's boomer, but considering Matt Martin's tenure with the Islanders, it's, you know, I don't want to make outrageous proclamations, but if you were to ask me for a first couple of mm. this era of Islanders, it is undoubtedly Matt and Sydney Martin. You could almost say that uh, Hillary Duff and Mike Comrie almost paved the way. Sure, to show yes. Them how, how it was done. To, Pioneers. Uh, definitely. <laughs> Just a quick note that we completely forgot about Alexei Yashin and Carol Alt, who were really the first Islanders celebrity power couple. Uh, we got so caught up in the uh, kind of current events that uh, we forgot about them. So my apologies to both of them and to anybody who's sitting here thinking, hey, what happened to Yashin and Alt? I remember them. Just a couple of days too late. So there you go. Uh, so we started this making the connection between Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift. And before anybody gets, you know, kind of too crazy, Taylor Swift is as famous as Hillary Duff was and still is. Taylor Swift is undoubtedly one of the most famous people on earth. Like there's of all this, time. Yeah, of all time. Like there's probably not a country or a city on this planet that she can go and, you know, be a normal person right. so it's not quite the same but it is kind of funny again you see the parallels of people all of a sudden being like oh wow she's dating a football player well now let's find out what this is all about and you see all these the swifties learning about nfl football and if any of them are learning about the jets well i apologize in advance Please it is me. very funny to think about what what it would be like if Taylor Swift showed up to UBS because there were rumors she was dating Matt Barzell. Like that would be objectively oh hilarious. That would be. Oh man, that would be amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe if this whole Kelsey thing doesn't work out, but like at least the Chiefs are good, right? Like oh, they've won good. two Super Bowls. Yeah. It's a, it's not like you know if she were if Taylor Swift was dating somebody on like the Jaguars, it would be a lot. It would be a little bit more like, you know, Mike Comrie, Hillary Duff, like exactly <laughs> like yes. doesn't exist, uh, you know, or uh, what's another team that, that is absolutely terrible. The bears, the bear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like they would just, it would be so strange to be like, what are you doing here? Like you, you're right. better than this. You don't need <laughs> to be here for this. We're stuck here. You, you can go anywhere you want. Uh, but it, it, it's kind of funny. So, yeah. So we will see if that that's if that lasts. And uh, yeah, well, we will never forget the Mike Comrie Taylor Swift. Uh, oh man, wow, bad. <laughs> Although I will say I did find out. I, I would normally cut that out, but I'm going to leave it in because I found out. I was like, you know, how old is Hillary Duff? She's only 37. She's she's not right, she's yeah. not old at all. And and Taylor Swift is 33. I did not think that they were because Hillary Duff has been famous for so much longer felt like she was a little bit right. older than 11 12 yeah yeah but i never would have i never would have thought that they were that close in age but there you go uh <laughs> but this has been a ton of fun ethan i hope you've had a great time an uh, amazing time i hope that we have taken your mind off of the giants for at least have, a little while yes 
It has not been easy. Although as, as I'm watching my TV behind me with a Thursday night football blowout, just bang up <laughs> job from the NFL once again with their scheduling. They're almost all, it's either they're a blowout or it ends like or six, five, three, three. Right, yeah, yeah. with a safety, <laughs> just awful football, but terrible. yes, terrible. Yeah. job well done. Very fun episode. <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me. No problem. And uh, hopefully I'll be on uh, again one day soon. Definitely, definitely. So let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find your podcast and your writing. I mean, obviously, you you are a huge presence on Islanders Twitter and Giants Twitter. I'm assuming. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Because you're you're always tweeting up a storm every Sunday. I, I I I'm not a Giants fan, but I do find them incredibly entertaining. I was listening to your podcast today. <laughs> you. you guys do such a great job. So tell everybody where they can find you and Gotham Sports Network. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Ethan GSN. Uh, follow Gotham Sports Network at Gotham SN podcast is ny space giants space weekly on all your podcast platforms and whether or not the obstructive views podcast comes back for a third curtain call is tbd <laughs> but if it does uh you can you'll see it on twitter i hope i hope to i hope to you, you took the words out of my mouth i was going to put you on the spot but there you go because you know people listening to this uh, i i mean we miss it like it, it's it was such a fun different kind of, my again i've said this a hundred times like my favorite thing about islanders podcast is everybody's different Right? Like there's, Dude, there's we're a, so weird. Just yeah. every, everyone is so weird. <laughs> Everybody's so weird, but like that's great because everybody kind of finds their weird. We want to be weird. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No one wants to be normal. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we, we, we have I love nothing more than opening up a, a podcast intro with a Garth Snow impression. So <laughs> and, and and the Lou Dollars. Like that and the Lou Dollars, the Lou Coin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that that's all great stuff. So I hope it comes back, but in the meantime, people can listen to New York Giants Weekly and follow Ethan on Twitter if you're not already, because he's great. Uh so thanks for coming on. This has been so much fun. Thanks, guys. Been a pleasure. Uh Michael Leboff, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh the big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski, read his work, and listen to his work in Action Network. Any final thoughts on Mike Comrie, Hillary Duff, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, <laughs> any of that kind of stuff? Uh, I mean, I could, I could literally double the length of this podcast going into my <laughs> Kelsey and Swift theories, so I won't do that. But I yeah. do hope we have another Islanders celebrity power couple in the near future. Yes. Oh, we just need Matt Barzell to start networking a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. Well, it's going to well, be Bar- yeah, sure. Barzell and his, his guitar, man. It's going to be hard oh, for any, oh, anyone yeah. to resist. Yeah. Actually, you Matt. know what the, the problem is, is Lou, because he's, he got, he's got to cut his hair for the season, <laughs> and that takes his sex appeal down a little bit, where right. in the offseason, the flow is just crazy. I right. thought he looked really good with his haircut. I was oh, like, damn. Well, agree to disagree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We 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 often talk about this show on the show when we we bring these players up and bring their career into the spotlight once again. Uh, for for our audiences, you know what what do they think that their their Islander legacy is? What does Cliff Ronning remember mm-hmm. about his time as the on the Islanders and stuff like that? And uh, I'd really love to know what. That this entire kind of core, I guess, thinks would think about Mike Comrie's time uh, on the island because, you know, a penny for like yes, Jesse Yoensu's thoughts or something like, <laughs> do you remember that guy, Mike Comrie? Like, you'll be like, yeah, he dated that famous lady who just would go <laughs> to the games and, and watch the games. And that's what people would talk about. And at the same time, I'd love, love to talk to, to, to Hillary Duff and just find out what do you remember about <laughs> Nassau Coliseum in the late aughts? Like it's true. What can you, could you, if we just dropped you in that Nassau Coliseum parking lot, wind whipping cold February day, could you like recreate how to get back to the seats that you would sit in? What would happen to you on the way to your seats? What did Taylor it smell Swift, like? I almost said Taylor Swift. You think Hillary Duff ever got a shopping cart pretzel in the in the Nassau Coliseum parking lot? <laughs> did you ever get a shopping cart pretzel? Like what? Right. What? It, like these kind these kind of things? Because I feel like a lot of times celebrities like you yeah you talk to them and like oh well like my favorite thing is like a dive bar like I'm a dive bar kind of right. person like, no you're not like <laughs> but like if you really are Hillary Duff like you would see the beauty in Nassau Coliseum and I would love to hear her be like. Man. What was your favorite bar stool at Champions? <laughs> yeah, like that place rocked. Like you know, like that place was the best. The the character in it. Um. So yeah, that is uh, you might con- There's a there's a lot to to unpack with this guy. And but you know the especially in the beginning of a season, you're just trying to sell yourself on hope. And for those two games, man, he was he was the MVP. So we'll always have that 
Uh, mm. So, so thank you to to Mike Comrie for giving us a very strange chapter. Spicing it up, yeah, definitely. a very strange chapter in in Highlanders lore when uh, we definitely needed it. Oh yeah, because for man, sure. what what else would we be talking about <laughs> with these teams if if Hillary Duff didn't show up? Yeah, no, that's true. Without the without them, yeah, these teams would have been imagine. I mean, think about what those teams were, but without them, imagine them only worse, <laughs> basically, yeah. and even less interesting. So, yeah, that's true. Thank you, Mike Comrie. Thank you, Hillary Duff. Thank you, Ethan, for coming on. Check out Gotham Sports Network as soon as you can. Thank you, Mike. Sign up at Patreon.com/IslandersAnxiety for ad-free episodes and bonus content. Follow us on Twitter at Isles Anxiety Pod. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme song is Knuckles by Bjorn Falk. Listen to more of his music on Bandcamp and Spotify. Read Lighthouse Hockey. Shop Vintage Ice Hockey. Try Wines from the Pinot Project. And check out Fans First Sports Network at fansfirstsports.com. We'll be back again with another Weird Islander very shortly. Until then, keep the Islanders weird. Talk to you later.